0: Welcome to the Scale Up Valley podcast, where we bring the best of the best to help you scale your business from one million to one trillion. Today, we have a very special guest with us as we face this pandemic crisis. His name is Alberto Martinez Martinez Sanguino, uh, the VP of Human Resources at Schneider Electric Iberia. Alberto, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. How are you? very well it's a pleasure to to have you on the show we have been trying to do this show for a very long time and uh, for the delight of myself and the audience we finally were able to to make it, and we really appreciate your time, especially during th- these hectic times. To make yeah. time to record the podcast, it's it's not easy. But at the same time, it's when the audience in the community needs it the most. So I, I really appreciate you making the extra time of your uh, busy agenda to be with us today, sharing your your experiences as we can all benefit from this. So let's start to get to know who is uh, Alberto and uh, what is your role today and uh, what is Schneider Electric? So a general intro about yourself and the company.
1: Absolutely. And, and thank you, Mike. It's my pleasure to, to share the time with you. So um, you. As, as you said, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be the H, uh, leading the HR function for, uh, for Iberian zone, so it's uh, Spain and Portugal for, for Schneider Electric. Um, Schneider Electric, as you may know, is the global specialist in energy management and industry automation. So we are helping uh, basically the world to 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 use uh, more of the of their resources while using sorry while using less of their resources, so making the most of their energy right. and ensuring that light is on uh, for for everyone. No? So basically, um, we are in the two businesses that we are having. Um, we are basically helping companies and helping customers to face the two main transitions that we are that we are dealing with today. So one is the um, the energy transition and the other one is the industry four um, point zero. So we've become, and we've been switching the company over the last years from a, from a product company to a really digital and technological company, okay with a, a more and more strong focus on on, on software as we as we're speaking. Yeah. Um, and we look into Spain and Portugal, where, where I'm uh, sitting today. Yeah. Um, we're talking about 4,000 employees and roughly 1 billion, uh, 1 billion euro revenue. Good. Okay. And we have pretty much a um, um, heterogeneous presence where, where we have, of course, our front office, our sales uh, network, but also we have uh, six different plants and a, a regional distribution center, basically. Mm-hmm. And um,
0: basically, that's more or less. That's more or less that.
1: Who we are, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's that's great. Straight to the point, very clear. Thanks for that, Alberto. And uh, just for the ones who are listening for the first time and listening, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that you recognize the name Schneider Electric. But uh, it's a global Fortune 500 company, 30b uh, US dollars plus uh, in revenue, 134,000 uh, plus employees across the world. Uh, was founded in 1836 uh, by Adolf Schneider and Joseph Eugene Schneider. If I'm pronouncing well, the name and headquarters in a in a small town that I'm. It's more difficult for me to pronounce in in <laughs> France. Uh, but something that it's really incredible is that this particular business, as we face this uh, pandemic crisis, uh, has faced the Spanish flu, uh, has survived, has been facing World War One, World War Two still here. So for the ones who are now fighting outside and keeping their businesses alive, it is possible. So stay confident and, and leverage the, um, the crisis. It's the number 30, 346 in sales in the global Fortune 500 uh, um, ranking and uh, the position 199 in terms of market development. Uh, which is really impressive. So market fall north of 50B plus uh, US dollars. So as you all know, we are completely obsessed about scale. Uh, we have started this show uh, discussing how to scale a scale up or tech scale up of venture backed businesses from 1 million to 100 million. Then we had Box and Qualtrics. Qualtrics exit to SAP on their journey to 1B, uh, in the show, so we have extended the threshold from 100 billion to 1B, and uh, with uh, Bayer, uh, BASF, Fujifilm, among other companies, we have started uh, uh, discussing how to scale a large corporate from 1B to one billion. Largest company in the world, and just to conclude the intro, is Walmart. At this stage, Amazon just is number two now. And Walmart is almost the double of the second position of Walmart with 540B plus of revenue. So there is no company US ever achieved in revenues one trillion, as it is our logo, and we keep our logo, our slogan, and we keep discussing how to go from 1B to one with with Lash corporates. So again, Schneider Electric already is in the 30B plus group, one of the 336 companies with more revenues in the planet, I I would repeat, 336. uh, Born in 1836, as we speak, so long-term, keeps being um, really important. So let's go for the three principles that we always discuss on the show. Number one, radical focus. Number two, world-class leadership. And number three, a culture of execution. So uh, we have all prepared our uh, plans for 2020, 2023, 2030, and uh, in March uh, in in China a little bit early December January uh, this pandemic crisis erupted and we needed to completely recalibrate and replan, re-forecast everything and be very flexible and uh, and very uh, intelligent in in, in our em- in the way we manage our emotions to uh, redirect, refocus um, especially. You are part of a role, which is HR and people, which is really, really important in in any crisis. So how did you redefine the priorities uh, after this pandemic crisis emerging? And how is it going for you the last almost a little bit more than three months, Alberto? Sorry for the long question and the long uh, introduction. (laughs) No,
1: of course, of course. No, but it's, it's interesting because when we talk for the first time, I mean... I think we had no idea what was coming right on yep. the, on our first discussion, so um, it's uh I would say that, to use the word interesting to see how the priorities have shifted over the last three months and how we are again reshifting those those priorities right so we had two phases I think when we looked into the into the last three months basically um, we had the crisis mode where we started this uh, this whole situation um, when we had to really look into the short term and put in place um, different set of actions to make sure we cover the, the main priorities, uh, which at that time it was, uh, and it's still is first of all, the security of our people right, and the safety of our people. So health of our people has been obviously the first main priority and continues to be, to make sure that um, we track all the employees that could be suspicious of, uh, of uh, being uh, of being infected by COVID-19 obviously to set in place all the uh, health and safety procedures to make sure that our offices, our factories were safe for our people to keep on the activity. Just to highlight it, that, um, we've never stopped the activity over the last three months um, in, uh, in the company. We'll continue to to deliver in our factories, we continue to visit the customers of course on a, on a virtual mode and our um, the field services employees have continued to serve our customers and doing all the interventions that were, that were forecasted because we, the first priority was to ensure the safety of those people. Okay, so that was right. the the first, pri- the, the first uh, priority in this crisis mode. Second was the business continuity. So luckily you know, we have a very strong process of a business continuity plan where we define every, every year we do a, we drive a revision on this business continuity plan. Um, and one, of course, is the pandemic. Uh, the pandemic plan. So, how do you ensure that the continuity level is uh, is at the is at the right track? And that's what we've done: is to really look, to recover those those business continuity plans, implement them in the different um, in the different offices and in the different uh, functions. And then, um, and then, of course, we've been looking into uh, the business from a point of of business continuity. We've been looking into, I would say, two main. Two main uh, priorities as well. One, of course, is cash, cash and costs. So That's to right. make sure that in the in the short term, we uh, analyze our structure. So really to make sure that we set. Um, a tactical saving plan to make sure that we adapt our activity to the level that it is that it was at that uh, at that moment, and obviously ensuring again the continuing of cash because as you know when there is a crisis when there is crisis time, the companies don 't close Absolutely. because they are in negative figures they close because they don 't have enough cash, right? no cash. so cash is the, is, the, is the priority um, same as looking into a, into a, uh, the second priority which is our relationship with the customers to, to make sure that even if we are on lockdown. Uh, we are closer to us customers as ever, and uh, obviously here we're lucky enough because uh, we have a working from home policy since ten years now. Uh, I'm, I'm now speaking about the Spain and Portugal, of course, but uh,
0: yeah.
1: um, which is the the area I'm familiar with. But um, we had this working from home policy working from ten years, so for us it was super easy to switch uh, the next day. I would say from a uh, um office presence to a uh, to uh, working from home presence almost 95 percent uh, of the That's population great. right so we just had to adjust it uh, I guess as many other companies the capacity of our systems right. um but it but it worked really well from day one but it was not the case for our customers so many of our customers were not at that um, at that level of working from home um some of them of course they they, they were but We've managed to keep them close to all of them, okay, mm-hmm. on a virtual mode, so they feel accompanied the on those difficult times. Okay, not only uh, not only from a from a sales point of view, but from a support point of view as well. And it's been recognized by many of our customers. So that, those were, I would say, the four main priorities during this this crisis mode. And then we are moving to a. Is to use a name to an attack mode right so okay it <laughs> seems it seems hopefully the worst of them um, of the uh, health crisis have passed now we are facing a, an economic crisis and course- in terms
0: of context you are sitting in barcelona spain so just for all yes. to yes uh, to understand you're right yeah. you're
1: right so we are now uh, facing this deconfinement uh, phase with the, with the government plan and our own plan as well so we are resuming our presence to the to the offices this week, actually. So we, again, with a very safe and secure plan for all our employees to come back slowly to the to the offices, using so our we, ex-
0: Again, yeah, so an extra layer of uh, context. We are talking last week of May.
1: Yeah. Okay. So um, the idea again on a safe way for them to return to to the offices to to resume their activities in many yeah. of the cases. So now we are entering in this attack mode, so to say, okay, now that we are exiting the health crisis, hopefully, and um, we'll be under control over the next month, and we'll have a vaccine, uh, hopefully, in the next months to come, (laughs) or the next year, Um, we are really looking into, okay, the world is going to be different, for sure, okay, and uh, what we are facing now is a change of paradigm uh, paradigm shift, so we really need to look on, okay, First, as I told you, how do we de-escalate our offices, how the people can come back to a certain normal, okay? That's the first point and the first priority. Then, of course, we need to look into into the new ways of working, right? So the reality is we are now working uh, virtually most of our time. We've been working virtually most of our time. So we need to make sure we leverage what we've learned over the last three months to make sure that our salespeople before we're visiting, I don't know, for example, 80% of their time, uh, customers face to face, now perhaps they don't need to. Okay, so how do we leverage, and, and this can be really simple to say, but how can we leverage the learning that we've acquired over the, next, over the last month? How do we really make sure that we implement the new methodologies or we even reinforce the new ones? Okay, how do we build uh, more lean structures to make sure the decision process is uh, more agile? Okay, so this is something that we really need to think and really need to build up to make sure that we work differently after this. Okay, um, obviously the, the the number three priority on this attack mode is come back to growth, right? So we know that the, okay, we've all seen the news, we've all seen the different forecasts of how the GDP are going to drop uh, is going to drop in the uh, the different countries in Spain and so on and so forth. But uh, we need to make sure that we recover our, um, our track okay, to make sure that even if we know that this uh, year is going to be difficult in terms of results, okay, uh, we really focus on those segments and those customers that are really going to grow quickly so we can recover quickly as well, while at the same time, we adapt our organization. Because the reality is, we are we're going to have a new size of organization, and we need to adapt our structure to, to that. And uh, and something very interesting that the, our CHRO mentioned last week uh, is, in order to achieve all that, to be safe, the escalation, the new ways of working, to keep go back to growth, to adjust our organization, there are two things that we need to to develop further, which is trust and resilience. And this is something that it proved that it worked really well these last three months, okay? where we've seen that the trust has helped to uh, ease the, the decision process and to accelerate the decision process in many uh, in many initiatives, mm-hmm. and as well as, as the resilience to really face the difficult situations, the uncertain situations that, we're going, that we are facing and that we're going to face over the next month, when we don't really have all the information, when we don't really know uh, right. where the market, where the, the business is going, but we need to take some decisions mm. based
0: on that. Amazing. And I had a cough crisis as you were uh, no commenting. And thanks thanks for going a little bit longer so I could recover and get some water and cough uh, and, and do a little bit of mute and mute uh, exercise. So that's a great overview about uh, how to keep radical focus. And uh, going to the second ingredient critical to scale that we always discuss on the show, which is world class leadership slash team. Uh, I'm adding the the component of team because really it's it's all about um, team uh, playing as a team. Um we we tend to um, to talk about of peace time and war time, and there are leaders who are more suited for peace time and war time. But we have been concluding in the show with different guests that we have been hosting that. Uh, uh, really, a complete leader needs to be prepared to shift from wartime to peace time, and to have um, all the um, you know, a, a complete leadership style and different uh, leadership tools so he can use in different contexts and um, adapt his leadership style to to the um, to, to the to the needs of the team and the needs of the company. So, um, what what do you think about that? So, what what are the kind of um, what, what are the emergent leaders of this crisis and the world-class leaders that you are seeing as the VP of HR and the VP of people of, of Iberia? Uh, what, are, what do you see as the best leaders doing during this chaotic time, especially the last 13 weeks that you've been observing at uh, Schneider uh, Electric Iberia?
1: Yeah. yeah, it's interesting because as you said, over the last weeks, we've seen really the reaction of the people, the reaction of the different managers that we have in the company. And this is really where you can see the real leadership uh, rising, and you can really see what the the good leaders, I would say, the leaders that are really uh, engaging more the teams, what they are doing differently than than the others. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that it's not really changing to what we were seeing before. I think, basically, it it has reinforced what we were saying before and what we were reading before in the different articles. but the reality is, first of all, what, what the true leaders are really doing is strengthening the sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and that has been clear. I mean, when you have uncertain times where you face uncertain situations and you really know, and, and, and people is sometimes concerned, sometimes afraid uh, of what's uh, of what's really happening, they are really strengthening the purpose. So they are really making sure that we all know What's the purpose of the company? What is their purpose within that purpose? Right. Okay? So at the end, is to really create the emotional bond with the company the, the people need to really know what the what the purpose is and um, And this is something that I've seen over the last months to make sure that okay, even if the situation is uncertain, even if uh, we don't know how the market is going to evolve, let's not forget that our purpose is this okay and and. Um, and that really helps on. Um, that really helps on. On, I would say diminishing the, um, the sense of uncertainty over the, within within the teams. No? So I would say that's that's the main one. So, the, and of course, the second is to inspire. So to mm-hmm. be able to transmit. Okay, you, you can know the purpose, but if you are not able to transmit this sense of uh, purpose, inspiring other people it's really difficult. So really the, the emotional impact, how you deal with emotions of the people, how you are develop your empathy with the people and uh, at the time that you're transmitting this purpose, it's super important as well. And this is something that I've seen. So the people that has been the best leaders over this crisis are the ones that are, have been able to deal with the emotions of those people. Right. People in very different situations. So you have people that has keep going to the factory to work and when they were feeling unsafe. You have people that have been uh, locked at home for two months in different situations with kids, uh, without kids, living by themselves. Um, so you have a lot of different situations and they've been able to to deal with, the, with those emotions as well. As you mentioned very well, versatility is key. So you really mm-hmm. need to make sure, uh, and the best leaders should be able to jump from a strategic approach, to so to, really, to, a, to a more operational approach right and, and you need to really switch because what we we'll see more and more is that the the hierarchy is more and more lean so you will have less and less layers and more and more you have multi-disciplinary teams you have transversal teams you have liquid teams at the same time so you you have a team of 10 people that maybe tomorrow will be a different set of people with different set of skills, because you have a different project to lead. So you really need to make sure that this manager is able to handle this team and to really make sure that they take the make the best of of them on those on those teams. So I would say those are the main points that I've seen over the last three months, basically.
0: That, that's that's an amazing one, and I love um, getting back to the basics. Right, so it's. There is so much uncertainty outside. Something that doesn't sh- shouldn't change is the mission, the vision and the values. And keeping repeating those when everyone is losing hope and keeping repeating this is why we exist. This is yeah. why Schneider Electric exists and why Schneider Electric matters to the world. Yeah. This is what we are trying to conquer in the next 10 to 20 years, right? This is the focus we are living a crisis. We have been living so many crises in the last 200 years since we were founded in uh, uh, 1836. Let me look look to my notes. Uh, So this is another one. Uh, It will be tough. Yes, let's not be uh, innocent, ingenuous, but at the same time, we have what it takes to face this and win this and get out of this uh, even stronger. So I I really love the way you you put it. And and again, in in terms of focus, uh, first things first, right? So let's take care of our people. Let's take care of our customers. Let's take care of uh, the continuity of the company, and uh, and let's keep strong uh, going forward in, into the direction of um, of our vision. So it's really yep. world class leadership. This second, uh, uh, at the
1: end, is I, I heard the one uh, one sentence that uh, I think I think about a couple of weeks ago, and you really need to transmit the people an intelligent optimism. So, you really need to keep optimistic. Yeah, uh, you really need to keep being optimistic, but in an intelligent way. So, you really need to make sure that people understand okay, we'll come out of this, we'll come out of this stronger. Uh, But of course, we cannot uh, forget the situation situation we are in
0: yeah absolutely yeah because it can work in the opposite way it seems that the leader is not aware of the dangers of the situation so yes. i'm not very confident to follow this leader that is not seeing that we might be killed as, as we as we move forward and finally we go we go to the last point which is culture of execution as you said before and you have commented already uh, several times during this show um Working from home is now the new normal. We are adapting to a new way of work. We are learning a lot of things that we can do in a much more efficient way. Uh, You were also uh, talking about the efforts of keeping some of the good habits that were created during this pandemic crisis to, to, to make the company even stronger, the culture even stronger. We we all know what are the rhythms that makes a company works well. So it's kind of the basics: one-on-ones, the weeklies, the monthlies, the dailies, the quarterlies, the annual meeting rhythms, uh, the middle management forums. So and and then every single company has their own rhythms. But is there any specific rhythm that is working very you very very well for you as as the VP of uh, Human Resources, Iberia? And do you see any leader among the leaders that? you have the, the privilege to work with that are using a specific habit or a specific routine or meeting rhythm with their teams that is really creating a lot of impact that maybe our audience and community might apply with their teams as well?
1: Yeah, I would say if I have to mention um, first of all, never never focus on, on the long-term vision um, never, sorry, never focus never forget <laughs> the long-term vision right. right, and again, coming back to the purpose okay, so what I see really really um, standing out on the leaders that I'm working with and uh, I have the privilege to work with, is really don't forget, I mean, I'm balancing the short-term with the long-term. So again, coming back to the purpose, let's not forget what it is important and where we are heading into, making sure that still, even in this situation, we allocate time to learn and to think, okay? To really keep on learning, learning new ways to really analyze what we are doing And this is what I've seen the leaders that are doing it great is really making their team analyze what they've been doing over the last weeks that has been working really well, because at the end, this is a learning experience. Okay. So you really need to build this concept around around this experience to really make sure that you learn it. And then... The moment you learn it, you will you will implement it, right? Because you've been doing it over the, last, uh, over the last weeks. So this is one of the things I've been seeing. So learning, really, again, coming back to purpose, long term versus short term. I-, I would say those are the real habits that I'm seeing more, especially in these situations when we've been uh, in lockdown and working from home. And at the end, you meet. A lot the personal life with the professional life because the, the the place you are is the same place where you are eating and where you are spending Absolutely. time with your family and and working. So uh, those leaders have been able to keep the concentration and to keep the focus in um, over the, over the last weeks. So I would say the most I have been impressed with are, are those ones, the ones that keep allocating time for for learning. And uh, again, being super transparent in the communication with their teams as well. Transparency and communication is is key on those times.
0: Amazing. And we come to the last question of the show and uh, one of our favorite ones. Let's see if you pass the test. (laughs) So so, uh, if you would have the opportunity... To meet Alberto when you were joining Schneider Electric, and meet that Alberto at that time uh, in front of you, what advice would you offer to to him or to your younger self?
1: Mm, that's an interesting one <laughs> because I, because
0: I cannot return the to that age. <laughs> <laughs> Have a conversation with him as it was me, and, yeah. and just let me know what advice would you give me? No, it's um
1: no. To be honest, what I would tell to that person is. Uh, I mean, you are going to have a super exciting time. You are going to learn a lot. You're going to learn, uh, you're going to meet a lot of interesting people. Uh, So really this is the important piece, right? So the important thing is the people you're going to meet because learn them as as much as possible from them because these are what really can bring you the the knowledge. Uh, Have fun on the way, relax. Basically, because uh, stress is bad, pressure is good. This is what I always say, right? So have fun, learn as much as possible from the people. And um, I'd say
0: pretty much it. Amazing. Thanks for the advice. And uh, Alberto also, the, the yoghurt Alberto also says uh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, Alberto, thank you so much for making the time to share your experience with us. We, we had all a lot of fun, and I'm sure that your show will contribute to some laughs and, and some lessons uh, to be applied in the upcoming days in everyone that is listening to us. Thanks again thank for you. joining us. Thank you, Mike. Thank you and to our community thanks for being on that side we keep bringing you the best of the best so you can scale your business from 1 million to 1 trillion and get stronger out of this pandemic crisis stay strong stay positive and stay focused on our mission vision and values see you soon keep scaling